The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guests' own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of AIHA. AIHA does not endorse any guest or the entity that they represent. On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, personal branding for STEM. With personal branding, if someone doesn't know who you are, then you don't exist. I am Sabina Colligan, Denise Deeds, Chandra Deeds Juello, and I am IH. So in the Air Force, I was put into industrial hygiene, and once I got into it, I actually loved the fact that I was there to help people. When people understand why they're doing what they're doing, they're more likely to do it. My favorite part about what I do is I don't know what's gonna happen that day. <laughs> You'll get a phone call and you're like, what in the world is this? <laughs> it's problem solving, critical thinking, all at the same time. We are here protecting our employees. They come to work happy, healthy, and when they leave, they're just as happy and healthy as when they came. That's really why we do what we do. I grew up in a family, both my parents are industrial hygienists. So for me, industrial hygiene is just a part of my life. These are cool gloves because they're polyvinyl alcohol. And so they dissolve in water. One of the things that was really different for my kids growing up was the opportunity to join us on projects, especially during the summer when we had asbestos abatement in schools. Asbestos abatement definitely was a unique experience as a child. Industrial hygiene is just sort of part of who I was. I am really proud to be an industrial hygienist because I really believe in what we do. I get the opportunity to sit back and be really proud of my daughter. It is very rewarding to feel that you've made a difference. Welcome, Goldie, to Healthier Workplaces. I'm really excited to speak with you about the topic of personal branding. I think that's something uh, that's increasingly important in the workplace and being successful. I guess I would like to, the first thing is I'd like to ask you, uh, you know, why the importance of personal branding for individuals in the uh, environmental health and safety uh, occupational fields? So I think let's zoom back a little bit, right? Personal branding in general is helpful for anyone in a career where you are building relationships and those relationships might lead to your next job. So I think it's really helpful to think about it in terms of that. So even when you are thinking about, oh, well, I don't need a personal brand. I will apply for my next job. You probably will get a recommendation from your current boss or maybe even a current coworker. So it's helpful to think about your personal branding in terms of these beautiful relationships that you're building. And that's true for any industry. So, I mean, is this something that's is more important nowadays? You know, 2023, is this is this paramount or is this something that's really have been important for a very long period of time? And maybe some people didn't recognize the value of it. I love this question because I think it is so important to build a personal brand and it's been important for a while. So we had a very traditional way, I would say, of doing a personal brand even pre-social media, and that was resumes. 
right? So your resume had your career details and that's what you would give someone to get a job. And now we have the advent, of course, of truly a million different kinds of social media, a million different ways of interacting online. So now we have a much more advanced version of being able to express your personal brand. You you work with professionals in all walks of life, right? This is not you know not just yes. STEM professionals, but uh, people in all completely varied environments. Um, do you think the STEM professional, you know, and more specifically maybe the environmental health and safety professional, is that a is that a niche that's a little bit tougher to uh, personally brand than than other things? So definitely, I think it is a little bit of an uphill battle to brand um, an environmental safety engineer. And one of the reasons why is whenever I think about anyone in STEM, I think anyone in the sciences, especially, or a scientific career, you may have a harder time branding yourself because it's so technical, right? There's so many terms that only people in your industry will understand versus for example, maybe all of us understand um, the haircutting industry, our hairstyling industry, because that has less scientific terms attached to it. But when you have scientific terms, I think one thing that's helpful is understanding what is the common knowledge of success? What is the common language of success? So what are key terms that would be helpful for telegraphing that you are successful in your field? Um, is it 10x of this? Is it that you were able to increase why? Um, knowing what terms and what words to use is a really helpful way of beginning to think about branding any career in STEM. So in one of the things, you know, in my experience, people that are involved in, in this in this industry are not necessarily um, extroverts. You know, there's there's somewhat not, not I don't want to categorize everybody as being an introvert that's a STEM professional, but I, I guess maybe that's a stigma that that surrounds them. Um, so, it, do you find is it is there a different approach to, for example, trying to personally brand an extroverted personality versus an introverted personality? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked this question because I'm literally working on a book, personal branding for introverts, <laughs> right now, <laughs> okay. um, and I think that introverts are wonderful and have so many strengths that are overlooked um, when compared to extroverts. And one of the strengths is the strength of your personal network. And by your personal network, of course, extroverts also have a personal network, but introverts tend to have really close, deep relationships with the folks around them um, versus extroverts tend to, and of course, there's always exceptions to every rule, extroverts tend to have an incredibly broad, big network of people that may be more on the uh, superficial side, so they may be more acquaintances over close friends. Now, the way that this is helpful for introverts is being able to rely on this slow, this tiny, close-knit uh, network in order to, say, get your next job, or get a referral for something. So understand that that actually is a strength, is that introverts may know fewer people, but they have deeper connections with the people they know. So, I mean, but that would that would necessarily indicate a different approach, right? Because an extrovert yeah. maybe is more of a shotgun approach and an introvert is a very targeted approach, perhaps? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So I love the way you said that. 
an introvert definitely is very is going to be very focused with who they talk to because their network in general is going to be smaller. But the quality of that connection will be higher. And an extrovert then might go ahead and say, like, I'm going to message 20, 50, <laughs> maybe not that many people uh, and go ahead and see if any of them can help me. And then the, the response back may not be as strong because maybe they don't have as deep of a connection, but it's a broader network. I mean, I, actually, it's not it's not fair to say that, you know, that a STEM professional or an environmental health and safety professional is necessarily one or the other, because obviously right. there's uh, uh, exceptions to both both of those rules. Um, it, personal branding, do you, is it important, you know, is is it only important or is it mostly important for someone when you're, you're in a, the career search, you're looking to find a new placement? Or do you find that it's uh, this is something that we should also be concerned with for people that are staying in their same job, staying in their same position, um, you know, maybe for just internal advancement as opposed to moving okay. to the outside world looking for a, a, a new uh, career path? So I talk a lot with leaders about personal branding, and I think that's a really great place to start because when people think about leaders, they think about C-level executives, right? They think about a team leader. But really, when you want to get really focused down, you could be a leader on a project. You could be, I just said, a team leader. You could be a leader on a much smaller scale. Um, and that's why it's important to think about personal branding. Because if you're leading a team, you already have a personal brand. You already have a reputation as someone who's running a project. So I think it's helpful to think about your personal brand in that context, which is a personal brand will exist whether you try to have a personal brand or not, and whether you are job searching externally or not. And a personal brand can do so much for you internally. For example, a personal brand can make you a stronger advocate for a cause you believe in. If there's a nonprofit that you love your company or your team to support, you can become a better advocate if other people in the company know who you are. And same thing is true for internal projects. If someone knows who you are inside the company, aka you have a strong personal brand, you can work and cross collaborate with many different teams in your wider company, in your wider sector, because people know who you are. So that's one of the benefits of having a personal brand, even when you're not doing an external job search. Or, or for that matter, I, I would assume even if you're not even seeking uh, advancement with uh, an advanced position, just continuing the work that you do in your current position, correct? Absolutely. So personal brands are useful, even if you are not looking for, say, getting the next step up, which Probably you are too, <laughs> but it's helpful for solidifying and showing that you're good at your current job. It's a great way to also be accumulating accomplishments. I'll do two A's at the same time um, and show them to your team and show them to your boss because people will know who you are. I'm, I'm assuming your your personal branding uh methodology is going to be different for someone who's a new entry into a career as opposed to somebody who is an has been ex an existing individual in a particular career path so early earlier in your career versus mid-career versus late career um and so i'm assuming there's some different uh approaches that you look at absolutely so let's go into some different approaches for people who are going through personal branding at different stages in their career and we'll start with the very 
and this is of course maybe not even the very bottom of the rung or the very start of the ladder, but we'll assume some college and coming out of college or education or training, technical training. Um, and that's where you're starting with your job. Now, this is when we start with our basic resume. We get onto a platform like LinkedIn, build an online resume. We then of course build a separate PDF resume as well um, using a program like Canva or Adobe Photoshop. Um, any of these programs are great for helping to build a resume online or Google Docs. Um, making sure that you have a PDF resume as well as a separate public presence on something like LinkedIn is super helpful because you never know what people will ask for. And let's be honest, especially in STEM careers, things are still pretty traditional. So what they'll ask for will likely be a text resume. They won't be happy, sadly, <laughs> with just a LinkedIn resume. You'll have to do that. So that's kind of the very basic starting point of when you're starting your career, that's a great place to start. And then again, as 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 we uh, evolve through our career path, yes, um, the approach starts to change a bit. Absolutely. So this the approach starts to uh, grow as you grow, right? So hopefully, when you are say mid level, you have maybe two or three jobs under your belt. You have a certain level of expertise. You have a certain level of accomplishments. Hopefully, that you can write about. And this is where focusing then more on a platform like LinkedIn makes sense because this is where you can list all of your accomplishments. So uh, achieved 10x of this in one year, right? These are places where you can say develop new program for this and this year. Th those are great places to post um, what you are doing well as a mid-level person. And this is also where now that you've had two or three jobs, this is my gentle reminder that this is a great time to start adding in all of your colleagues, all of your ex-colleagues, all of your old college friends, um, anyone that might be great for your network, you can add them onto a platform, a social platform like LinkedIn. So you have all of your contacts too in one place. So, I mean, what you're creating there is, you know, using that that uh, social network to actually create a network, right? A, a, yes. a living network of other professionals that you, that you engage with or you have engaged with. Um, to So it becomes a real dynamic situation, I assume, if you follow that approach. Yes. So that's the best part. So your resume, your online resume or your PDF or uh document resume grows with you. And that's the way to think about it. Just like you are your brand, um, your brand will grow with you as you continue onto your career. So we talked about entry level, we talked about mid-level. Now let's say that you are at that beautiful VP level, director level, you're kind of at a higher tier in your career. How can you think about your personal brand? This is when the personal connections make sense. This is when the connections that you've made throughout your career will help you get to the next level. Um, and that's when it's helpful to really think about networking in your personal brand. Who do you know that's already say president or CEO, or who do you know that's at a director level that can also help you get to that director level that you can do an informational interview with that you can ask, okay, how can I structure my resume so I can get in the door for applying for a job like that or 
internally at the current place you're at? How can you get to that next level internally? We'll be back after this. My name is Vishal Nathu, and I'm a senior manager of workplace health and safety at Amazon Logistics. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never just stuck behind a computer all day. An average day for me is truly something different every day. Traveling, seeing my sites, listening to our associates and our team members, learning their pinch points and their pain points, and then thinking backwards on how we can prevent that from happening in the workplace. If you think about what a detective does, a detective is coming in and assessing a situation and trying to figure out what happened. That is exactly what a part of OEHS does. We're actually going into this workplace or, or a part of your life and we're seeing, hey, how does this play into something else? So noise, radiation, we look at that. They're not just your chemical hazards, they're not just your biological hazards or your physical hazards. They're also your emotional and your mental well-being. We are also caring about the soil, the water, the air. All of this trickles down in how you live your life. And we are charged with protecting that and improving that and making sure it's healthy. People that, you know, that have been in the workplace for a period of time, you know, maybe toward the later part of their careers, mm. um, probably even still today in 2023, probably still have a different perspective on social media and, and the branding and everything where they, it, it was a, it was a different frame of thought. I'm 63. So, uh, but I'm in media so as, you know, I'm, I'm probably not a good example of that because I, I've had to evolve rapidly to stay here, but many people like in the STEM STEM career path, may, I'm not going to say sedentary because it's still scientific and it's evolving, but maybe as far as their personal development might be somewhat sedentary, as opposed to a, a newcomer to the to the STEM area, somebody that's younger, has already been completely steeped in uh, social media, you know, from the day they were born. So it, is, is it, is it tough to, to get, like, I guess, teach the old dog new tricks? I guess that's my question. Oh gosh. It was, think... was a real roundabout way of getting to that. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a great question because this is true in a lot of different fields, right? This is true in STEM. This is true in healthcare too. Mm -hmm. um, it's true in a lot of really traditional fields where people might be older and it, the field has existed for a lot longer than social media has. Um, and I think particularly in STEM, I've seen this happen where, um, where people feel really isolated because they haven't caught up with social media and then they feel it's really daunting because they have to start from zero. And that's why I always give this advice if you want to get started in social media and you feel like it is overwhelming, the answer is start in one place. And what do I mean by that? I mean, start on one social network. Now for STEM, it might be Twitter, it might be Instagram, it might be LinkedIn. So feel free to think about LinkedIn as being its own social network too. People often overlook it uh, for that functionality, but there might be one of those platforms and course, there's many more I haven't mentioned, might make sense for you depending on, first of all, where you are in the STEM stack. Uh, and then, of course, what it is that you do. Now, is it very photogenic? Is it something that you could make a lot of videos on? Is it something that you could write about? 
So that might make more sense for a Substack, right? For a blogging mechanism. Uh, it really depends on what it is you do and then how you can translate that into interesting content. Content is a beautiful uh, C word that I really like mm. because it really involves another C word that I'm going to bring up, which is community. So when you make great content, you can grow a community around it and therefore you can have all these people learn about you and your personal brand. Is, you know, talking about the kinds of things that you can do every day to advance your personal brand, because that's, I think that's super important. It's, it's baby steps, right? Is, is it not? I mean, you know, you don't just overnight become this wizard at branding yourself, right? You have to, you have to work your way there or do you need, do you actually need outside assistance to be able to do this? I mean, I think many of us could really use professional help So I think in branding. Especially, oh, oh yeah. So well, we can use professional help in a lot of areas, but I think especially in branding, it's helpful to think about one thing. Do you have enough time, right? Because like anything in life, we all have a limited amount of time and time is a resource, right? Sure. And so sometimes we have to allocate another resource, money, <laughs> to help us save time. Um, just like we might hire somebody to help us mow our lawn, we might also hire somebody to help us with our social media uh, strategy to help us with building out our brands. But what's helpful is to think about this before we even hire anyone is what is it that we'd like to accomplish, right? Do we want to become well known in a very specific sector of STEM? Do we want to get our next job, right? What is it that, or maybe we want somebody to help us professionally rewrite our resume or our LinkedIn profile. So all of these things, once we clarify what it is we want, it's much more helpful than to know, do I need to hire somebody to do that? So that's a great qualifier question. So here's a daily habit that you can start doing every single day to get in the habit <laughs> of being better at social media. So one of the things that people maybe don't think about with social media is trends. And it's so helpful to know what's happening in the news because if you don't have something to say that's original, what you can do is you can comment on the news. And my other caveat with this, because I, I do advise a lot of C-level executives, is you don't need to be controversial, right? You don't need to pick the most controversial piece of news and then say something controversial on top of that. That's not necessarily the kind of personal brand that I'm advocating for, especially to start. What I'm saying is, oh, maybe there's a really cool piece of STEM news that you found and you think that's really interesting because of XYZ reason. That's a great piece of news that you can bring to your audience that probably is also STEM, hopefully. <laughs> and you can share that piece of news and you can do a comment on top of that. So that's a great way to start getting into the habit of being really topical, finding out what other people are talking about, and also literally creating a piece of social media content. Goldie Chan, thanks for uh, joining us today to talk about personal branding. Certainly an important aspect for all of us professionals, especially in the STEM career path. Thank you so much for having me and I wish everybody luck in building their amazing personal brands.